Hello there, moms. My name is Erica Rose Bloom, and you're listening to Mortification of Pin, the show where Pinterest meets podcasting, as I talk about my Christian mothering journey. I know what you're thinking. Finally, a Christian mom shares her life on the internet. Every week on Mop, I share my homemaking ideas, recipes, crafts, and stories of my children. I love how the internet brings me together with other mothers, so I can show them how I'm doing it, and they, in turn, can watch how I'm doing it. Or listen, since this is a podcast. Very clever, dear. But let's be the thing that starts with a Q right now. Okay, Erica? You do remember that I'm 19 years old, mother, not months, right? Every time I get an overage on the phone bill, sweetie. And it's Ricky now. We talked about this. If you listen to this podcast, or watch my stories on Instagram, or see my pins on Pinterest, you may get the impression that I've really got this whole mothering thing figured out. In fact, you may be tempted to think that I'm better than you, and that, compared to me, you're a pretty terrible mother. Anyway, today's episode is about memory capsules. I thought it was about grief. Of course, dear. Yeah, because nothing says grief like... Wait, what are these things again? Memory capsules, dear. Memory capsules for the guests at your grandfather's celebration of life. Oh, uh, I thought we were just going to talk about coping with grief in a healthy... That's right, honey. Grandparents can be a big part of a child's life. But sometimes your dad... Well, he dies. That's because we live in a broken world. And I'm a broken mother. And my children are broken children. And my husband is a broken husband. And Grandpa had a broken liver. Very amusing, dear. And tasteful. I just... Everything is broken. We may seem like the perfect Christian family, but actually, we're very relatable because... Hashtag broken. Mom, I don't think... But this is a celebration of life episode. And as any mom knows, celebrations of life aren't about wallowing in your sadness, letting the broken dreams of your past and the wrongs of your present cripple your future. No, you need a healthy way to deal with your grief. And what's that? Talking about it? That's right, dear. Making memory capsules. With just some hand-blown glass, tinsel, and petals from your loved one's favorite flower, you can send every guest home with a delightful ornament, or as I like to call it, memory capsule. Memorializing your loved one. Why a memory capsule, you ask? Yeah, I... Because shadow boxes are tacky, and memorial capsules can be used year-round or seasonally. They're the perfect gift for someone who doesn't know how to decorate. But, Mom... Oh, sweetheart. I know what you're thinking. Why flower petals? I suppose you could use pictures or something else that was special to your loved one. But the problem with that is that it's tacky and dumb. (laughs) Wow, Mom. Okay. But can we... Can we just be real for... A minute? Ricky Bear, you know there's nothing I want more than to be real. But we all do things to cope with our grief. I make beautiful memory capsules, and you make whatever that thing is around your neck. Wow. Okay. Anyhow, ladies, some women find mothering difficult, especially in times of grief. You can say that again. But really, it's as simple as doing the things that we always do, isn't it? Cooking a nice meal, making the house a little cozier, or coming up with a delightful way to help your friends and family cope with the death of someone that's supposed to be close to them. Delightful is the word. This is Erica Rose Bloom for Mortification of Pin, reminding you, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be as good as me. You are now entering the Ville. Proceed with caution. Greetings, friends. We're gathered here today to celebrate the life of Abraham McGregory. It's a funny thing we do, calling these gatherings celebrations of life. 
when what draws us together is not life, but the sudden sad cessation of it. We are reminded, as the ancient book of common prayer says, that in the midst of life, we are in death. I think there's a reason we've moved away from calling these gatherings funerals. And it's that we know that death is not the end. We have a hope that transcends death, and a Savior who has triumphed over it. When we think about the fruit of Abraham McGregory's life, the first place to look is to his children. This church would not be what it is today without Erica Rosebloom, nay McGregory, a shining example of womanly virtue in our church. And Erica wouldn't be who she is today if it were not for Abraham, her father. I thought it would be best to let Erica come up and share a few stories with us. Erica? Thank you, Pastor Still. Say, Lance. What, Chip? I thought all along that was a man talking. Of course that was a man. Then why'd she call him Sue, Lance? She didn't. She... Thank you to all of you who have warmed our hearts by coming to the celebration of life. Some of my fondest memories of my father are from when I was a very little girl. I remember so well what life was like back then. Riding my tricycle around the front yard while mom and dad sat in the swing together on the front porch. Drinking lemonade on hot summer days. Playing in the treehouse daddy built for me and my brother Chip. Ma dying when we was little kids. Pa hitting us with the belt. Chip, this ain't the time to talk about your pa hitting you with the belt. To be fair, Lance, he only did that when he was angry or drunk or happy. This is actually supposed to be more of a monologue, Chip. Not so much a dialogue. Well, no worries there, sis. I forgive you. Chip! Sit down. Not now, Lance. I'm eulogizing. It's rude to sit down whilst eulogizing. You know, people come in different shapes and sizes and colors. But I guess when you strip away the differences, we're all horrifying skeletons. Ah! Chip, dang it all. What's that got to do with your paw? My paw? All right, everyone. Let's be quiet so Erica can speak. Anyway, I guess the thing to remember about paw is, well... What's worse than a paw that gives too many hard words and licks with the belt? Or the hose or <laughs> the coat hanger or whatever happens to be? We get the picture, Chip. What's worse than a paw that can be a little ornery? Well, I'll tell you what's worse. A falcon stealing your baby! Thank you very much, Mr. McGregory. Now if you would And just... i tell you the other thing that's worse. A paw that don't care enough to give a hard word or a whipping at all. Anyhow, he was a great man, paw. And so I'd like to dedicate this song to him. Paul's favorite song. Happy birthday to you! Thank you very much, Mr. McGregory, but we'll save the singing for after the ceremony. You're embarrassing yourself, Chip. Chip, you're embarrassing me. Oh, I'm... I'm sorry, sis. It's perfectly all right, Chip. Perfectly all right. Now, as I was saying, of course Chip is right. Everyone has their flaws. But we're here to celebrate the good times, because anyone can be a father or a pa, but it takes someone special to be a dad. Hey there, Rickster. Were you off to so quickster? Ugh, leave me alone. Hey, baby, Benjamin Q. Sulcer is going places. <laughs> All aboard before the train leaves the station. Choo-choo! Benjamin, you got fired from Waffle House. That's like getting an F in keyboarding. Ha, I thought you graduated high school last semester, but hey, who's keeping track, am I right? Apparently you are, which doesn't creep me out at all, by the way. You can't blame a fella for wanting to know when the fruit is ripe, <laughs> know what I mean? I hope not, because if I did, I might have to sue you for harassment. Just because a woman tells me no, <laughs> doesn't make it harassment. Uh, do you think before you speak, 
or during or after? I think you must be Jamaican. Nope. Because you're Jamaican me crazy. Benjamin, you're 12 years older than me. Women like older guys. You don't have a job. Three words, baby. Self-published author. Whoa there, you buried the lead. Fourth word, podcaster. Wow, is now too soon to elope? Fifth word, internship. Sixth word, church. Uh, fifth word again, internship, church, Internship, um, several more words. As soon as I finish my Master's of Divinity, I'm applying to be the pastoral intern here at FCS. Benjamin, what makes you think this church would ever be desperate? And who's giving you a Master's of Divinity? Um, this little place, maybe you've heard of it. It's called the Internet. Now, Ricky, you're upset. Hey, yeah, I am upset. This is my grandfather's funeral. Which is why you want a shoulder to cry on. Hey, last I checked, I've got two big ones. Hmm, and I have two words. You're disgusting. Three more words. Leave me alone. You just need a little TLC, baby. I don't want no scrub. Your rejections of me are TLC, as in totally lacking conviction. Benjamin, this is completely inappropriate. Oh, come on, Rickster the Trickster. At least tell me where you're going. I can drive you there. It's gonna storm, baby. You don't have a car. No, but my mom sure does. Hey, Ricky, is everything, uh, okay? (laughs) Well, well, well. It's fine, Ollie. (laughs) Well, well, well. Uh, Mr. Q. Sulcer, I think you need a leave. Well, well, well. Uh, why do you keep saying that, Mr. Q? It's why he should throw himself down. Well... Well, well, if it isn't the bartender slash bellhop slash barista slash movie ticket guy slash, uh, is that all the jobs you work around town, kid? That's some of them. Ricky, what does this guy have that I don't have? Oh, a job. Lots of jobs, actually. A car, a soul, a personality. So your boyfriend here, we're just friends, Mr. Q-Solcer. I was just showing Ricky a little fatherly attention. Don't introduce me to your father, okay? That's not something you'd know a lot about, is it, Oliver? Fatherly attention? Did you do a lot of odd jobs at the orphanage? Hey, leave Ollie alone, creep, or I'll rip your throat out. Come on, Ollie. Benjamin Quentin Sulcer, old friend, the magic is working. Any day now, poof, her resistance is going to disappear. Thanks for defending me. I feel more like you were defending me. High school all over again, I guess. How about this? Next time, you threaten to rip his throat out. What's with that Benjamin Q. Sulcer guy anyway? He has the moral compass of a celery stick. Yeah, but... He's just some creep who lives in his mom's basement. He used to be an intern at the Sound of Sanity podcast before they fired him. And then he got a job at Waffle House, and they fired him too. Waffle House fired him? Well, I mean, that's like, like... (laughs) Getting an F in keyboarding. Well, I would have gotten F in keyboarding if you hadn't helped me out. Home row is so overrated. Hashtag Hunt and Peck. (laughs) Aw, you remembered. You're a regular Mavis Beacon. I, I miss seeing you every day. Yeah, well, everybody has to graduate sometime. Here's my bike. I can give you a ride somewhere. Uh, I just want to be alone for a while, you know? Sure. Yeah, of course. People are such garbage. So long, Ollie. Hey, stop by the Perkin Bean sometime. Or, uh, you know, one of my other 4,000 jobs. I will, Ollie. So long. So sorry for your loss. Death is a part of life, of course. Thank you so much for coming. Be sure to get a memory capsule on your way out. Matthias. Matthias, where's your daughter? Ricky? No, your love child with Scarlett Johansson. 
Yes, Ricky. I don't know. I, 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 I saw her kind of slip out. Slip out? Well, honey, you know, it's been a hard day and everybody's grieving in their own way, you know. Where did she go? I don't know. My little capsule of joy. Everybody's grieving in their own way, though, you know. We can grieve when the funeral is over, Matthias. A celebration of life. So sorry, Mrs. Rosebloom. Thank you so much, Mr. O'Reilly. Thanks for handling libations. Old Abe would have been pleased as punch. Yes, sir. He was a man who enjoyed his He was libation. a loyal customer. Of many fine establishments, yes. Most especially your bar. Why, the only time he ever stopped talking about visiting old Seamus O'Reilly was when he was visiting old Seamus O'Reilly. <laughs> Am I right? Matthias. Mrs. Rosebloom, my condolences. Mm-hmm. It's very important that we present a united front, Matthias. The whole family. United front? Erica, honey, we're saying goodbye to your dad, not addressing the troops. United front, Matthias. Ricky should be here. Righty-right. United front. I'll just slip away and go find her. You'll do no such thing, Matt. When I die, I want to be incinerated like Grandpa. You can incinerate yourself later, Chatty. I want my ashes dissolved in the drinks of my enemies. (laughs) Be the thing that starts the cue, sweetie. Erica, Matthias, very sorry about old Abraham. Yeah, thank you. Erica, I just want to say... He said thank you, Mr. Huntington. All right, all right. Who invited Stone Huntington? You don't invite people to funerals, Matthias. They just show up. Well, honey, I'm just saying he's got a lot of nerve. A businessman like him has to attend the social functions of the season. Social functions? Matthias, United Front. Yeah, yeah, United Front. United Front. So you don't want me to go find Ricky? I feel like I would have an easier time explaining this to my dad. But honey, he's... Oh, 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 yeah. Very clever, sweetie. Perhaps I could be of some assistance. Uh, Stu, have have you seen our Ricky? I'm afraid I couldn't help but notice that your lovely daughter slipped away as the service concluded. Yeah, I saw that. I shouldn't worry too much, Matthias. It can be trying, of course, for a teenager processing death for the first time. Well, well, yeah, I'm sure, It would be my pleasure to hunt down your little lamb. Well, of course it would be. A real shepherd. What would we do without him? What would we do without him? You're a lifesaver, Stu. (laughs) Yes, well, just remember that the next time the Children's Committee meets, Erica. Stuart, it's not as if I run that committee. And yet your presence looms large on that, as on so many committees. You know me, Stuart. I always say, may the best idea win. And you come up with so many of them yourself. Sorry about that, Erica. Just tell me you got rid of Chip Lance. Don't worry, I got him patrolling the parking lot looking for mutant squirrels. Mutant squirrels? Well, it had to be a threat he'd take seriously. You had one job, Lance. Keep Chip from doing, let's see, exactly what he did. Well, sure, Erica, but... Trusting you with a task is like trusting a baboon with a blowtorch. Well, now, Erica, dang it all, it's a funeral. There ain't no way to talk to your cousin. I'm sorry, Lance. I should be thanking you for letting my idiot brother ruin my father's funeral. Would you like a medal? A ribbon of some type? The keys to the city, perhaps? Honey. Hush, Matthias. United front. Righty right, united front. Find our little Ricky Bear, Stuart, and be sure to tell her that her mother isn't angry with her. Hmm, but of course, Erica. As I said, it would be my pleasure to hunt down young Ricky. My absolute pleasure. Family's everything, isn't it, Stuart? Oh, yes, Erica. Family is everything. Out of my sight, Lance. I'm a-going, I'm a-going.
Holy mackerel. Will you listen to that rain, darling? It's very pretty, dear. The rain plays a little sleep song on our roof at night, and I love the rain. Mmm, Langston Hughes. I don't know which I like better, the poetry of Hughes or the poetry of your eyes in the lamplight. Oh, darling, but I'm afraid that's enough poetry for now. I better get started on those eclairs. Yes, my turtle dove, but I don't give a rip about any of that right now. Not while my eyes are drinking in the vision of wifely loveliness that stands before me. Well, this vision of wifely loveliness has to go get started on those eclairs. Curses! Pox upon that infernal doorbell. I'll be in the kitchen, dearest. Then that's where my thoughts will be as well, darling. Stupid doorbell. Well, wouldn't you know it? It's Ricky Rosebloom. Your powers of observation do you credit. You should invite her in. Come in, Ricky. You're all wet. Another brilliant deduction, Holmes. Come in, sit down. You want a smart water? Or some kombucha? No, I'm not that thirsty. Or that pretentious. So have a Coke, honey. Pretentious. <laughs> That's a good one. I'll just have a glass of sherry. Unless that Merlot's finished aerating. I only put it in the decanter an hour ago. Hi, Ricky. Here's your Coke. You want to help me bake some eclairs? Maybe I'll just sit here for now, if... That's okay. Sit yourself. Well, what's up? Nothing. Come on now. I, I know you. Seriously. Does something have to be up? Maybe I just wanted a Coke. Yeah, and, and maybe I'm a Chinese fireman. Very witty, dear. Thanks, darling. So are you going to tell me what it is, or do I have to put on my Sherlock Holmes hat? Better fetch the hat. Darling, where's my Sherlock Holmes hat? It's on the rack. In the hallway, dear. To the rack in the hallway. <sighs> Good news, Ricky. I've got my Sherlock Holmes hat. Should I applaud now or hold till later? It's called a deer stalker, darling. Do I look dashing? Something about it's a little dorky. That's because I forgot my magnifying glass. I've got it here. Okay, perfect. Outstanding. Now I can solve Ricky's problem in style. And how. All right, Ricky. We can get to it. What brought you here tonight? Well, who doesn't want to see the great consulting detective? Ask her about her grandpa's funeral today. What's that? Her grandfather's funeral was today. Why didn't we go? Because the Rose Blooms, who aren't named Ricky, hate us. Oh, yeah. It was a celebration right. of life, and I don't want to talk about it. Okay, so then why'd you come to talk about it? Who says I came over to talk about it? My lovely wife, for one. Right, dearest? Yes, darling. I'm not going to let you go until we talk about it. Who says I want to go? Well, okay, then. We can sit here in silence. Yeah. So this was your mom's dad? Grandpa McGregory? Yeah. Were you guys close? He used to pull silver dollars out of my ear. That was cool until I got to be 14 or something. And then it was just lame. Was your mom close to him? Everyone gets along with her. Sometimes she strikes Mrs. Chastine and I as... A little much. Yeah. So how's she handling it? Handling it. She's handling it by filling glass ornaments with petunia petals. She doesn't get sad. She gets busy. Well, listen, if you're... I'm fine. She doesn't look fine. You don't look fine. Seriously, I'm okay. I mean, I liked Grandpa. He liked to give us those silver dollars, no matter how old I got. Maybe he should have adjusted for inflation, though. I would have got more excited about a 20 being pulled out of my ear. It really helps to talk about things like this, doesn't it? I don't know. Give sorrow words. The grief that does not speak knits up the o'er-wrought heart. And bids it break. I love it when you quote Shakespeare, Mona Moore. I don't have to bother you with it. Maybe we want to be bothered with it. Great Caesar's ghost!
Greetings, friend. Pastor Stu, what brings you to my door on this stormy night? The good hand of the Lord, Brandon. I'm not sure I understand, Stu. What I mean is that I've been sent on a mission of mercy. Brandon, is that young Ricky's bicycle? Ricky who? Why, I'm speaking of Miss Rosebloom, of course. Her parents were most distraught to find her suddenly absent from her grandfather's celebration of life. And to think of her shivering, cold, vulnerable, alone, in such a storm as this. And in such a storm of grief. And so I ask you again, sir, did she find solace upon your doorstep? Oh, hey, Pastor Stu. What are you doing here? Hello, Ricky. I was hoping to talk to you at the celebration. I really wanted to talk to you, Pastor Stu, but um, I figured you would be so busy talking to everyone else. Why don't you come in? Well, actually, my good friends are coming to podcast. Well, then this is providential timing indeed. I wouldn't want to be in your way, and I'm sure Ricky wouldn't want to be either, so why don't I just throw young Ricky's bicycle in the back of my Jeep, and I'll take her home. That way, Ricky, you and I can talk along the way. Yeah, well, Ricky, actually, I was I was hoping you could um stick around and uh, be a part of our podcast on Harry Potter. I know how much those books mean to you, and I, uh, you'd be a great addition tonight. And... Many a time, Ricky and I have discussed the magic of redemptive themes in Harry Potter. In fact, I'm developing a Sunday school class on the topic, and I thought of asking Ricky to be my intern. Or should I say, apprentice. How about it, Hermione? <laughs> uh, I mean... I don't know what I could possibly say that you haven't already thought of. Oh, Ricky, if Hermione Granger was as bashful as you, Lord Voldemort would rule us all. Okay, well, you should probably... Step inside out of the rain, yes. Oh, that's very nice. Do I smell eclairs? Uh, yeah, sit down over there, Pastor Stu. Excuse me for just a moment. Anna! Why on earth did you let him in? Because, I mean, you didn't see how she responded to him, how she looked at him when he came in the door. He's got some, like, power. I don't even know where it comes from. I'm doing everything I can to make sure she does not get into that Jeep with him. What do we do? We've got to come up with some sort of plan. I thought this was a good night for Sherlock Holmes, but it looks like it's a better night for Van Helsing. I'm so sorry once again, Ricky, about your dear grandfather. I'm sure it hurt deeply to lose him. Can I tell you a secret? Of course, Ricky. I didn't feel too much of anything. Oh, Ricky. Feelings are funny little things. Like house elves. Sometimes they don't know what to do until you tell them. But unlike house elves, they don't always obey. But as Albus Dumbledore said, numbing the pain for a while will make it worse when you finally feel it. But I'm not numbing it. You know, I hope you won't be offended by my saying so, but... When I saw your mother today, working so hard on all her little projects, I thought to myself, how sad. Yeah, I know, right? She just doesn't want to think about how she really is. I mean, or whatever. Yes, yes, that's absolutely right, Ricky. And I find that a lot of people mask what they really feel. But that's what I like about you, Ricky. You're the real deal. What you see is what you get. You know, in some ways, you remind me a lot of old King David. Really? Well, yeah. King David was a man of passion. When he felt like saying something, he said it. When he felt like doing something, 
He did it. Sometimes it even got him into trouble. But you know what? He was never lukewarm. And it's the lukewarm person that Jesus spits out of his mouth. The Bible says King David was a man after God's own heart. See, I don't know if I am a girl after God's own heart. Well, Ricky, the first step to being a woman after God's own heart is admitting your own brokenness. Because God loves those who are poor in spirit, and he hates a hypocrite. Think about the people that Jesus surrounded himself with. Tax collectors and adulteresses and prostitutes. These weren't perfect people, but they were passionate people. They were people that knew their own brokenness. They were people in touch with all of their inner longings and desires. Yeah, but I don't know how to feel about anything. May I sit down on the couch with you? Yeah. The truth is, Ricky, we all feel lots of different ways. It's not important right now whether you feel a little or feel a lot. What's important is that you're honest about your feelings and don't plaster over them with eclairs and Coca-Cola. But sometimes aren't eclairs and Coca-Cola just what you need? (laughs) Oh, of course, Ricky. Of course, sometimes they are. But if that's all we have to offer one another, well, we don't want to neglect our inner life, do we? I know I shouldn't, Pastor Stu. You know, Ricky... I've helped a lot of people through these sorts of things, and I think you're more upset than you know. What do you mean? Ricky, I know you're unhappy with your mother. Yeah? Or maybe, let's be more honest, you're angry with your mother. Yeah. Yes? Sometimes you look at her, and you just feel yourself burning alive. And maybe you weren't that close to your grandfather, but... He was kind, and he was real, wasn't he? And now, one more piece of reality has slipped away, or should I say, God took it away. And he didn't just take it from you, he took it from your baby brother Chad. Chad's going to become just like them, and you're going to watch. And it's going to hurt so bad you might just switch off and never feel another thing. I know that sometimes when you sit in the pew on Sunday mornings with your mom and dad, All of you wearing your happy family costumes. You dream of the person you could have been. And you wonder why God made you the one you are. And you're angry. And you're afraid. Because you think there might not be an escape. Yes? What do I do? Well, you can start by talking to someone. Someone who understands you. Why don't we get out of here? Be done with eclairs and Coca-Cola. In the words of Albus Dumbledore, once again, let us step out into the night and pursue that flighty temptress adventure. (laughs) Uh, where will we go? I'm trying to recall whose idea it was to walk earlier today. A little rain never hurt anybody, right, Bob O'Reilly? A lot of rain got them really wet. If it isn't one Seamus O'Reilly, what are you doing out here in the rain? Ollie thought it would be a good idea to walk to the celebration of life today, Mr. Rosebloom. He hadn't counted on having to walk back. 
<laughs> get in, let me take you back to the bar. You don't mind your back seat getting all wet. <laughs> What's a little water to a drip like me? Besides, I could use the company. Don't suppose you uh, got a bottle of anything on you, O'Reilly? I tend bar, Mr. Rosebloom. I don't carry one on my person. Well, you can't blame a fella for asking, can you? Not with a day like this. <laughs> That's okay. I got my own flask. Would you get to partake? I never do. Well, I wouldn't expect that of a man in your shoes. If you were in my shoes, you wouldn't expect anything else. Well, speaking of which, Oliver, you were in high school with my Ricky last year, weren't you? How are you old enough to serve alcohol? Actually, uh, I'm 21. I, uh, you know, I was in foster care, right? <laughs> oh, that's right. You're an orphan. How could I forget? Or whatever word you use. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend. I just, uh... Well, you certainly have a family here in town, you know? I, I mean, Ricky thinks of you like a brother, and if Ricky's your brother, I mean, well, you know what I mean? I mean, that makes me and... <laughs> well, that makes me and Mrs. R, well, you know? Yeah, thanks. Here. Thanks, uh, but, uh, the point is, I, I kind of got bounced around a little when I was a kid and switching schools and stuff it just put me behind well the important thing is you didn't let it stop you no sorry that's the important thing in life I always say not to let things stop you <laughs> my wife she's a regular energizer buddy runs on pure energy that one it's not all she runs on what's that it's nothing Mr. Rosebloom Oliver and I had the pleasure of seeing your wife quite a bit tonight well sure I mean she's a whirling dervish yes sir a whirling dervish our condolences again about your father-in-law. Well, I mean, who are we kidding, O'Reilly? You, 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 you knew old Abe as much as anybody. I mean, I hope his loss doesn't cut too much into your income. <laughs> uh, whoopsie doodle, gotta take this. It's the wife. We got cousins over at the house now because of the celebration. She probably needs some extra groceries or something. Hi, honey. No, no, no. I didn't forget. Uh, four boxes of cereal. That's right. Oh, no, it's uh, very sweet of you to remind me about the brand. Yeah, a Yuppie Farms granola. Two with raisins and two without. Yes, indeedy. Honey? Honey? Right, I guess that was the end of that conversation. Oh, my wife, a woman on a mission. Yes, sir, a woman on a mission. You were saying about Abraham? Abe, good old Abe, honest Abe. It was a great celebration, wasn't it? Pastor Stewart. You know, he may just be the youth pastor, but he was so very particularly wonderfully helpful. I mean, I shouldn't tell you this, but near the end of the celebration, my teenage daughter, Ricky, stomped out of the fellowship hall. You know, teenagers can't live with them, can't live, uh, <laughs> can't live without them, right? I mean, am I right? She's, she's a good kid, though, with a, a heart as big as a house and a, <laughs> a heart as, as warm as a, a really warm house. But you know what I'm talking about. I mean, you've, you've met Ricky, right? So, so you know how it is. Yes, I've met Ricky. I know how it is. Well, teenagers and their hormones, am I right? I mean, gotta doodle-doo. So tonight, Ricky was upset about, uh, I don't know. It's always basically the same thing. Probably, probably boys. <laughs> am I right? I mean, girls and boys, right? They do tend to find each other, don't they? Oh, look, it's the wife again. Hello, star of my night sky. Yeah, yeah, I do recall that the Piggly Wiggly does not carry Yuppie Farms, and yes, the coupons are in my glove compartment right next to my my, my, my flask of sugary limeade. <laughs> no, no, I was only teasing Care Bear. The, the only sweetness in my life is you. What? Yeah, no, I, I know I've gained a little weight, but hello? Hello? Women, <laughs> you gotta love them, am I right? <laughs> what were we talking about? Mm, you were just 
telling me about your vulnerable teenage daughter was out alone, probably with boys. Well, I mean, that's the bad news, of course, but the good news is that Pastor Stu is out searching for the young lady in question, even as we speak, so very kind. We must nominate him for sainthood. Well, you know, I mean, he always paid a lot of attention to Ricky. I mean, he always has. I, I, I guess I could tell you, six months ago, she kind of got in some trouble with, with a fella from the youth group. I mean, I don't have to explain it to you. We're men of the world. Unlike Stu? Yeah, well, Pastor Stu, I mean, cockadoodle do that man is a real lifesaver. He has a special bond with those kids, but I think especially so in the case of Ricky. He is so kind and attentive, and he just spends a lot of time with her, comes by to take her places. Places? Mr. Rosebloom, what kind of places do they go to? Well, you know, places. I mean, they go for walks, out on the lake for ice cream, you know, places, places, places. I mean, he talks through things with her, and he always follows up with her mother and me to tell us exactly what he thinks we need to know about what's going on in, you know, her little world. He even hinted that maybe he'd like her to be an intern for him, uh, working with him to do something important in the church. I'm not really clear, but Ricky was always so smart and so assertive. I mean, I think Stu just really appreciates those qualities about her. Bob O'Reilly. Not now, Oliver. Mr. Rosebloom, your daughter Ricky and Pastor Stewart, do they go alone to these places? Well, sure. I mean, <laughs> that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Ricky's a pretty girl, yes? Oh, yeah. I mean, beautiful. I mean, she got the best of her mother. I mean, none of me. I mean, it, it, it drives the boys crazy. I mean, well, really, that's why it's such a comfort to her mother and me to know she's spending time with Pastor Stu and, you know, not one of those fellas that, uh, well, I don't have to give it to you in Technicolor, do I? Stu's not married, is he? Nah, he ain't married. No, he's a, a true man of the cloth. I mean, he devotes all his time to the ministry. He's very dedicated. And just for the tally books, he takes her out to get ice cream and out on the lake, alone, and... Oops, excuse me, sir, I gotta take this. Yes, my prized pumpkin. Uh, you wanna make the granola yourself? Right, so I just go to McBrady's farm and get some oats. <laughs> well, honey, that's an hour north of town, and are they open for business on a Saturday? Oh, you you called them. Great, <laughs> Grady, great. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Oh, boy, you, you know, sometimes I just wonder what life would be like without my amazing wife. <laughs> I bet it would be pretty quiet. Pretty quiet, yes siree. What were we talking about? Ice cream. The lake. Oh, sure, sure. Some fathers might object to their daughters going out alone with an older man. Well, it's not like they're going on a date or anything. Just an intimate conversation over ice cream? Well, there's no spiritual problem that can't be fixed by Cherry Garcia, am I right? I mean... You know, they, they talk about really sensitive stuff. And, and Pastor Stu, you know, he always tells the wife and me, you really got to get a kid alone if you want to get into her uh, her soul. Is that what he says? I mean, I'm no pastor, but I got to imagine it's not easy to get past the kid's defenses. It takes work, it takes diligence, it takes... Cherry Garcia. Well, yeah, maybe sometimes. The things we do for ice cream. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Would you consider yourself a progressive man, Mr. Rosebloom? What's your point? I mean to say that encouraging your daughter to see an older man... But it's not just any man. I mean, this is Pastor Stu we're talking about. A warm, understanding, biblically literate man. He's an angel of light, then? Hold that thought there, partner. Ayahan reporting for duty. Red buckets for the oats and a double tarp over them to keep them dry. And six buckets of what else? Uh, buckwheat? Okay, th th that goes in the fuchsia bucket. Well... Okay, maybe send me a text with those details, my love. Hello? Disconnected again? What do you know about that? 
Uh, O'Reilly, listen, uh, maybe as a bar owner, you're more used to listening than talking, but you're gonna have to paint me a picture here, buddy, because, I mean, if you were saying what I thought you were saying, I'm not sure I appreciate it. A picture, huh? You've painted quite the picture yourself, Mr. Rosebloom. Well, like I said, I I don't quite see what you're saying. (sighs) Okay, fine. Let me describe the picture you've painted. You've got a 19-year-old daughter with a chronic history of boy trouble. Well, trouble is an interesting word. I mean, (laughs) did I say trouble? Out and about, probably with the boys, as you say. And you've been pairing her off, coupling her up with a single man, a father figure, to talk about it all? Do you realize how vulnerable that makes her? Vulnerable, vulnerable. What would make my Ricky Bear vulnerable? Well, for starters, Mr. Rosebloom, you. Oh. Oh, wonderful. So, 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 so now this is my fault. This is my fault. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the bad guy. Uh, listen, partner, you have kids? No. Oh, well, there is a surprise. There is the surprise of the century. All right, let me fill you in. Teenage girls aren't something you can control. I mean, can you control an earthquake? No, teenage girls just happen. You hang on for dear life. There's nothing you can do. I mean, okay, Ricky got in a little trouble, just like teenage girls have been getting in trouble since the days of the caveman. And me and my wife, we just want a little help. So yeah, we're grateful that a shepherd like Pastor Stu took an interest in our little lamb. Shepherds protect sheep, Mr. Rosebloom. They don't devour them. Oh, so now Stu's a wolf in sheep's clothing. I hadn't noticed he ever bothered dressing up. Wow. Just wow. You must be pretty sick in the head, mister, seeing demons under every rock. I mean, everything is bad with you. You're saying more about yourself than about anyone else, if you ask me. I, I, if I thought like you, I, I'd take a gun and I'd blow my ever-loving brains out. In my experience, you have to work pretty hard not to see the demons. But I can see you've got some talent in that direction already. Wow. Just wow. Are you feeling macho? Mr. O'Reilly? Is this Majo O'Reilly? Is this how you get your kicks? I mean, I have half a mind to settle this the old-fashioned way. Just you and me and... What is it now? No, honey, I'm just a little stressed out. Yes, I know you have more on your plate than me. Yes. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You did what? You told the cousins to find a hotel? Well, no, that's great. That means I don't need to get all this rain for tonight, right? Because... Oh, you, uh... You kicked them out so we could store all the buckets in the guest room. No, of course not. I completely support your decision. I'll come right home. See you in three hours. Uh, here we are at Rothgar's. Thank goodness. You two better get out of the car. Listen, Mr. Rosebloom, perhaps I've overstuffed my bounds, but... Yeah, you know, I'm thinking there's a reason the best in your profession do more listening than they do talking, O'Reilly. Matthias. Because I'm just trying to remember, Mr. O'Reilly, if I asked for your advice. I'm I'm actually trying to remember if I need your advice. (laughs) And you know what I'm thinking? I cockadoodle don't. And now I'd greatly appreciate it if you'd get out of the car. Uh, What a day. What a day. What a day. There are none so blind as those who will not see. Yeah. Do you mind locking up, Bob O'Reilly? Why is that, Oliver? I just, uh, I don't know, I'm not feeling well. If you're thinking of involving yourself any more in the little Rosebloom drama, don't. Well, I, I mean, I, I wasn't... Don't, son. Don't waste your time. I don't know that we're going to find a clever way of getting him out of here. You're right, dear. I'm just going to have to go out there and I'm going to have to tell him to leave and I'm going to have to make sure that it sticks. By the way, Ricky, I've been aching to tell you. What a pretty necklace. Thank you. And what's this hanging in the middle? 
Pastor Stu, we need to talk. Well, well, the master of the house returns. You've spent enough time on the couch alone with Ricky. What? Alone? <laughs> yes, you've left us alone for the past ten minutes. Brandon, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, no, Brandon? No, really, what are you talking about, Brandon? I think, I think I know, Ricky. We were just talking. Talking about what? Why don't you tell us what you've deduced, Brandon? Or is your whimsical choice of headgear misapplied? Stu, what are you talking about? If Brother Chastain wants to say something, Ricky, I wish he'd come out and say it. Because I think if he actually said what he was thinking, we could all have a good laugh. Okay, Stu, you need to leave right now. (laughs) Oh, Brandon. Yes, I'm sitting on the couch next to Ricky. I sit on rather a lot of couches with a lot of people. It may as well be part of my job description. So tell me, what exactly is it that's bothering you, Brother Chastine? Why are you so keen to keep Ricky here? They say a thief thinks everyone steals. Is that it? Wait, what what are you implying, you wolf? Brandon! Only one of us is showing his teeth right now, Brandon. I've been more than patient tonight. More than patient. Go ahead. Call me names. Brandon, stop. Please. Call me names, Brandon. Do whatever you wish to me. Only leave Ricky out of it. It's okay, Ricky. There's nothing he can say to hurt me. I don't... Stu, you're you're leaving now. Ricky's going to stay and help with our podcast. Isn't that right, Ricky? Brandon, what's going on? And why are you trying to kick Stu out? You know, Brandon, you never answered my question. Why are you so keen to keep Ricky here? Why were you so keen to keep me from knowing she was here in the first place? What? What do you mean? Look, I didn't... Ricky, when I told Brandon that I'd been sent on a mission of mercy to find you, he would neither confirm nor deny, as they say, that you were present in this home. What? I was happy when you came to the door at just that moment. Otherwise, I might be out in the cold, wet night searching for you still. Why would you do that, Brandon? Ricky, you can't trust this guy. Let's take a page out of old Sherlock's book, shall we, and examine the facts of the case? Fact number one, Brandon. On a night of pain and sorrow, you've made yourself available as a place for Ricky to flee from her family. Fact number two, on this night, on the night of her grandfather's funeral, you've tried to keep this girl away from her pastor. And now, fact three... You're trying to isolate her even more from the people that know her best and love her most. Truly, Brother Chastine, I've begun to wonder what sort of influence you have on her and why. Stu, get out or I'll have to pick you up and throw you out. And to top it all off, you're angry and you're making violent threats. Do what you're going to do to me, Brandon, but I'm not going to leave Ricky here with you. And I'm not going to let Ricky go alone with you. Any more than I would let my own daughter... Then it's a good thing I'm not your daughter. Come on, Stu. Sheesh, Ollie. It's probably nothing. You're just going to put your foot in your mouth. Ollie, you have not put your foot in your mouth. I have been observing you. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a metaphor, Radiohead. It's a, it's a figure of speech. I apologize, Ollie. On the planet where I was programmed, we did not have metaphors or figures of speech. Uh, it's okay, Radiohead, but you better get lost, okay? But I have only just arrived, Ollie. Yeah, but we're almost to the Chastines, and oh, there's your bike. I just... Ollie, are you trying to tell me that even your best robot friend cannot lend you aid at this juncture? 
afraid so, Radiohead. Very well. Best of luck tonight, Ollie. Do not devour your foot. So long. All right, Ollie. What you waiting for? It's just a doorbell. Mr. and Mrs. Chastine will be happy to see you. Even if she's not. All you gotta do is... I, uh... Hiya, Ricky. And, uh, Pastor Stu. What are you doing here, Ollie? Oliver. I'm afraid you've caught us at a rather inopportune time. I was just taking young Ricky home. She's had a long, hard day. Yeah, I, I'm sure she has, but, uh, Ricky... Hey, I was thinking maybe we could stay and talk a little. Ollie, Pastor Stu is about to take me home. Oliver, I'm afraid staying here is quite out of the question for the two of us, and I don't recommend you stay here either. Stuart, I'll handle this. I'll call you tomorrow or something, okay? Well, well, I, I, I just... You just... What? Don't do it, Ricky. Don't do what? Just don't do it. Ollie, Stu is taking me home. Yeah, don't go with him. Oliver, I'm surprised at you. Ricky, just please. Please what? I, I just... You just what? I, I just... I thought that... That what? I... I, I don't know. I, come along, Ricky. Goodbye, Ollie. Ricky, I I know this isn't what you want. What do you know about what I want? Well, Ricky, I know you. Ollie, you don't know me well. Come on, Stu, let's hit the bricks. I'm sorry about everything that happened back there, Ricky. I can't imagine how painful that was for you. Can I tell you a secret? (laughs) I I just don't care. Ricky, I wouldn't want you to deny your feelings. Not to me. You know what I felt back there? You know what I always feel? You were right. I'm just afraid. But I am sick to death of being afraid. You don't have to be afraid with me, Ricky. I know I don't. You know me so well. Oh, Ricky. I should... I should drop you at home. We can go anywhere you want, Stuart. Ricky, I I do believe it would be wise for me to just drop you at home. You know, that's my favorite line from Harry Potter. What's that, Ricky? Let us step out into the night and pursue that flighty temptress adventure. Hmm, Dumbledore was wise. Or was he? Tonight? I'd be willing to find out. Ugh, my dad keeps texting me when I'm going to be home. Ricky Bear, is that you? Daddy, is everything okay? It's it's righty right now, darling. Uh, right as rain. Uh, you were out and I was... I managed to drive around without checking a single thing off the list. And, uh, of course, your mother wasn't overly pleased, but I, I've had some things on the old noggin and it's just, uh... I'm, I'm just happy to see you, sweetie. Oh. Hello, Stuart. Hello, Matthias. You see, I've managed to hunt down your little lamb. You know, I... Uh, I've been thinking a lot about you tonight, actually, and uh, thinking about the time you've uh, been spending with Ricky, and... Uh, Stu and I are just going to go to my room to talk for a little bit, Daddy. To talk and to pray. 
Well, Ricky Bear, that, that raises an interesting point because, as I said, the old noggin thing's been rummaging around and, well, I've just been thinking it's, well... Daddy, I know what I'm doing. Your daughter is an intelligent young woman, Matthias. Right. Righty right. I guess you know best, Ricky Bear. Oh, look at me. I I worry too much, I guess. Cock-a-doodle-doo. It's, it's hard being a father. It's okay, Daddy. You know, Matthias, it's like I've always heard. Anyone can be a father, but it takes someone special to be a dad. was created by Nathan Alberson, Jacob Menzel, and Ben Solzer. It was produced by Nathan Alberson and executive produced by Jacob Menzel and Nathan Alberson. To support this work, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity.